Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grieving is difficult. I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts that are based on my grieving journey and in my book, Walking Through Darkness, that is available on Amazon, you'll discover what you are experiencing physically and emotionally is normal. Healing is possible. Remember, love always wins. Life will get better. Episode 20. My grieving group met at 10. I wasn't sure participating in it was helping me. Angie encouraged me to try it at least three times. This was my third meeting. I wanted to talk about my feelings. I wanted to talk about what I'm doing. I wanted to listen to the wisdom of the women in the group. They've been suffering a lot longer than me. What I wanted and what happened were different. The session was a disaster for me. The grieving counselor read from a book. Should stop reading every now and then and start preaching. That's the way it sounded to me. I don't know how else to describe it. I know I am impatient. I tried my best to look interested. I fought the urge to take hold of my iPhone and stare at it. I wondered if she'd ever stop talking. She talked and preached out of her experience which is not like my experience, or from what I've heard, the experience of anyone else in the group. I looked around the table at the woman and wondered if I was the only one who felt this way. They all seemed interested. What is wrong with me? I felt like I was having a panic attack. It was all I could do to muster the strength to sit still. I checked the time in my iPhone. She has been speaking for one hour and 40 minutes without a break. I needed something different. The meeting was scheduled to end at noon. I had 20 minutes to wait. She continued to talk. At noon, she showed no signs of quitting. I had to leave. I stood and apologized to the counselor and the group. I told them I had an appointment and excused myself. I said goodbye to the group, literally. As soon as I got to my car, I texted Em. Can we meet this afternoon? I need to talk about the group and responded immediately. Let's meet at the coffee shop mid-afternoon, earlier if it's an emergency. I returned a text. Mid-afternoon is fine. Em was waiting for me at the coffee shop. She is a good friend. I got right to it. I told her about the meeting. I finished by saying I decided not to return. I know I need a support group. Do you have any ideas? Anything must be better. Em smiled at me. She said, it's no big deal, Ray. Don't be so hard on the group. Cut the counselor and the woman in the group some slack. The group is not right for you. It seems to be right for the woman in the group. Don't judge them. You haven't walked in their shoes, had their experiences. They are where they are. Let's hope and pray they heal and have happy lives. The thing to remember about grieving groups is that they're all different. It depends on the makeup of the group the facilitator, and the group's purpose. I started to repeat my complaints about the group and the group's leader. M shook her head and said, You're being counterproductive, Ray. You like to control things. When you can't, you feel powerless. Now you're trying to control the group and the counselor to meet your needs. It's your anger coming through in a different mask. What do you think? And I'm sure you think you'd do a better job. Send your ego on a long vacation. Your ego is not helping. It can't help you while you grieve. Em's words stung worse than a fire ant bite. 
I've had many of those, and they hurt for days. I know Emma's right. I took a deep breath and said, You're right, Em. Where do I go from here? I have no choice but to grieve. I have no choice but to suffer. I want it to end. I want it to go away. Em ignored my question. Instead, she asked a different question. Did you sleep well last night? I shrugged and gave a half a smile. You're caught in a negative loop, Ray. If you stay there, you won't make progress. Let it go and get going. You're not the only one who grieves. You're not the only one who suffers. I hear you saying the more deeply one loves, the more deeply one suffers. And no one loved as deeply as you. Am I accurate in what I am hearing? Em asked. Em is my honest critic. It hurts to have tough love tossed at me. It hurts when I know what she is saying is true. I felt myself wanting to argue, wanting to defend my position. Instead, I nodded in agreement. M continued, how do you measure how deeply someone loves another, eh? It was as hard a lesson for me as it is for you. Eventually, I came to understand grieving is intensely personal, and yet a collective experience. Because we are human, suffering is inevitable. Each of us will suffer at some point in our lives. It's an integral part of the human experience. It is one we cannot run from. We can't hide from it. Wherever we go, whatever defenses we use, suffering eventually finds us. When it does, life asks us if we're strong enough to go on living, learning, and growing. I never thought of it that way, Em, I said. Em gave me a slight nod of her head. I continued, I always thought I could suck it up and get going. But to suffer at this level, sucking it up and getting going are much more difficult than I could imagine. I did not understand. I'm not sure I understand now. M said, no one understands grieving until they experience it. It's part of the human condition for all who dare to love. Is that it? I asked. The way I see it, Ray, grieving grabs hold and dares us to do something about it. Tears filled my eyes. I didn't wipe them away. I tried to hide them. They began to run down my cheeks. M continued as if my tears were invisible. She said, I no longer ask the question, how long will it take before I don't hurt? I slowly came to understand suffering will be as much a part of me as my right arm. There's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is make friends with it. No one knows the answer to the question, when will suffering end? Nor will anyone's grieving experience fit exactly into the grieving models constructed by the experts. How do you make friends with suffering, M? I don't want it as my friend. I want it to leave, I said. M gave me a patient, almost sad smile. I wish I could help you, Ray. I can't. If you fight it, suffering becomes stronger and it eventually destroys you. When you learn to make friends with it, it gradually loosens its grip on you. It's the only way. M was teaching me a hard lesson. Like a stubborn schoolchild, I wanted to resist learning. Yet I knew at some intuitive level she was right. I felt better hearing her talk about the individual experience of grieving. No two people experience grieving in the same way. I said, thank you for the tough talk, Em. I really needed it. I recently watched a TED Talk where the expert said acting as if, even though the as if is not real, the as if becomes the reality. Maybe it's the way to get through my new normal. I'm pleased with my new wisdom. M doesn't wait for the starter signal, she said. You use the term new normal. Words are powerful, Ray. They make our hearts sing. They cause us to fight. 
They motivate us to accomplish great things. They are a powerful way of shaping how we view our world. Listen to yourself. You're saying you're not normal. Other people are normal. You're a new normal. Do you think every speaker on TED Talks is brilliant, has all the answers? They alone are the wise ones on our planet. What's wrong with saying new normal, Em? What's wrong with acting as if, I challenged Em. Where do I begin, Em asked rhetorically. She doesn't expect an answer. Repeat after me, Ray. I am normal. I looked at Em as if her mind became lost in a box canyon where there was no exit. She waited. I knew she wouldn't speak until I said it. I find it hard, almost impossible, to utter the words, I am normal. I said it with no passion in my voice. The words automatically flowed from my lips. Em pushed further. What's normal, Ray? I gave Em a questioning look. Being like everyone else, I think. When was the last time you were like everyone else? Em responded. I fought a smile, but my smile won. Being normal is being who I am now. Is that it, Em? Em said that and a bit more. It's being authentic. You hurt now. It's normal. You're getting a bit better each day. That's normal. Your neighbors reach out to you. All this is normal. Why do you think your neighbors help you and invite you to dinner or to watch a football game? What do they say to you? They tell me I look great. They tell me how good I'm doing. That's because... Em cut me short. I know what you're going to say. Don't say it. They are the way they are because they see you as normal. That is being authentic and giving it your best to move on. They don't expect you to be perfect. They want to see you trying, and you're trying. You can think about it differently, and it may help. You experience something different. What you experienced is normal. People we love die. If it didn't happen first to Barb, she and I might be having this conversation. Grieving and suffering are as normal as the sun rising and setting as normal as the ocean tides. Well, what about acting as if? Isn't that what I'm doing? Life didn't call you to act as if, right? Life calls you to act, period. Life calls you to be grateful. Life calls you to love. Life calls you to be joyful. Kick the sadness away. You're a believer. Barbara's waiting and praying for you. She'll welcome you into the kingdom when your time comes. I tried to get a grip on my emotions. Em watched and waited. Slowly everything slows to normal. Not new normal. Normal. I smiled at the thought. I gave Em a slight smile. I am normal. Of course you're normal. Now let's talk about a new grieving group. I have an idea and contact. I think it might be perfect for you. It's a six-week session. It's designed for grieving men and women. I know the facilitator. She's trained and has experience. Give it a chance. It's at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton's church. Follow the same rule Angie gave you. Try it three times. If it doesn't work, we'll find another option. I didn't like it, but I learned grieving was as necessary for me as sunlight is to the day. I had to let it happen. I can't repress it. It is normal. I accepted M's logic. I cannot accelerate my grieving process. Eventually, I'll develop a feel for the right speed much like an elite runner training for a long-distance race. It was difficult enough to grieve without giving a thought of what I needed to do to survive. Yet, I realized I cannot sit on the roadside hoping healing will happen, and I'll be happy again. It won't happen. I have no choice but to get in the car and head down the highway. I knew I had to do this. There was no other viable option for me. Em left with her familiar expression, Ciao! 
Hope you enjoyed episode 20. I'm making progress, and I'm feeling a bit better. I'm normal. In episode 21, I meet my new grieving group. Hope you'll join me. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to get notification of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, Looking on the Bright Side, at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, I want to share your grieving experience with me. Please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. Have a great day. Stay strong and never quit. Never give up.